Well, here we are again, back at the Conflab with Nate Cartledge, which is me. Hey, I'm so humbled and stoked to have you in this space with me today. Let's tap on in. All right, before we get started, we just want to thank our great friends at Studio 6 Burley on the Gold Coast. They are such a great support to me and the Conflab helping us get this out to you all the time. So if you're a content creator, if you have a a long-term podcast or you're looking to start a podcast or you need a studio for anything, reach out to them at Studio 6 at Burley on the Gold Coast. They are amazing. Thanks again, guys. Usually I'm a little bit more funny than that, Nate. Yeah, give me a little bit longer Uh, today than 10 o'clock. That's okay. (laughs) We'll allow that for you, mate. You have had a big, big last couple of days or not last couple of days an event on the weekend I noticed some of the stuff on Instagram there so yeah we'll dig into that um so firstly we just want to welcome Morgan T. Nilsson to our podcast here at the Conflower very honoured to have this man on he's killing it in the PD space and breaking some records and um, I'm excited to maybe jump on the back of his shoulders a little bit and watch where he goes and I love people like Morgan who are full of energy to bring positive change to people's lives. And um, from what I can see so far of this young man, uh, he's doing that because he's done that for himself. And um, I'm not going to give too much more away. If you just want to do an intro, mate, go for it. Yeah, well, do you want the short story or the long story? I want the long story. The long story. All righty. So my story, I'll – it goes back to school, okay? So I, I went to I went to grade 12 for no other reason than the parties and the girls. Okay. It's the only reason I went to year 12. Thanks for your honesty. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I was not a fan of school at all, really. Like, I, I liked music. I liked sport. Apart from that, I, I wasn't a fan of really anything else. I didn't like sitting in a room still for an hour or two hours at a time and having forced to learn things that didn't inspire me. I didn't see a point to learn them. So naturally what started to happen was I would get distracted and I'd want to do other things. So I was like, oh, girl, oh, attention, all wagging or all this, the boys, the whatever. And so that sort of led us down the path where I was borderline failing all my subjects. And they sat us down in grade 10. They gave me this big book and they said, all right, Morgan, you're going into grade 11 next year. So it's you need to pick the career you want to do for the rest of your life. What do you want to be? And I'm a 15-year-old kid. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll choose the rest of my life right here on a whim in a quick little class and not even want to be in anyway. So I flicked to the back of the book and go all the way down to the bottom where the highest income earner was. And I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. $500,000 a year, mechanical engineer. And they're like, Morgan, you wouldn't be able to study that. You're not smart enough to study that because what would happen is you need to study this subject and this subject in grade 11, 12, even to be considered to study that in university and based off your grades right now, you, you're nowhere near close to even be allowed into those classes next year. Mm. Like, ah. Oh. Now, in the mind of 15-year-old, I'm like, oh, so you're telling me that all my hopes and dreams and desires of being rich are over because I didn't study it because I, was, I wasn't paying attention for the last couple of years? And they go, pick another one. So I said, okay. Next one, electrical engineer. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> he's not getting it. Like, See what we mean, Morgan? This is what we're talking about. And I was like, okay, well, fine. Like, what should I do then? What should I do? And they said to me this, I'll tell you what you should do. And I'm going to tell you what, I, what you shouldn't do. What you should do is go and do something where you can work with your hands, trade time for money, like a mechanic or a tradie or something like that. I think you'd be good at that. But if you don't do though, don't do anything in reading, writing, journalism, or speaking. Because it's not your strong suit. 
And then, you know, fast forward to now, yeah. however many years yeah. later, I've, yeah. I've written two books, spoken on stages to tens and tens of ten thousands of people all around the world. Yeah. I've been asked to speak in multiple countries around the world and we've got a podcast that's streamed in 70 or 80 countries around the world. Yeah. And, but it didn't start there. Like I, for so many years after school, I really held on to that belief of thinking, well, I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I, I can't create the life I want. I couldn't become successful because I wasn't smart enough for success. So I married up being successful with being book smart. And I thought if you couldn't be book smart, if you couldn't pass the tests in school, if you couldn't go to university and do all these sorts of things, then I'll never be able to be successful yeah. and make the $500,000 a year that, that I saw there. So when I finished school... Which is made off the back of a lot of work. 100%. No, no real breaks or holidays. Yes. No, yeah. Those guys... They're, the they're on a golden handcuff they're, career. They're on a, yeah, golden handcuff. They're on a salary that makes them work 120 hours a week. And, yeah. Yeah, but back then I, I thought successful people had good jobs. Yeah. Because um, especially my dad always used to tell me, make sure you get a good career, get a good job, get a good job, get a good job. No one ever told me, hey, you should go and start a business. You should become an entrepreneur. You should become an investor. Uh, you know, that was always seen as risky. Don't do that. It's risky. It's dangerous. And so that's sort of what got embedded into me now and I went along my life. And we get to grade 12 and I'm failing all my subjects and they pull me into the class one day and they're like, Morgan, if you don't pass these next few tests, you're not allowed to go to the biggest party of the, of the decade, the formal. The formal. I'm like, you motherfuckers. Yeah. Give me where it hurt. Yeah. So I figured out what I had to do, so I paid some people to make sure they can do my tests. There you go. Entrepreneur. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I passed. We did this. But then here's the thing. I, I, I leave school. Now, this is what was interesting. After school, everyone starts getting emailed their OP, their overall position, their, their, the big grand score that they get after grade 12, which tells you this is how – this is what subjects you can study at university – AKA this is how successful you'll be in life based off this number here. So get ready for it. Everyone's getting their, their things mailed to them and people are posting in there on Facebook and this is what I got. I'm so excited. I'm going to study this. Bam, 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 bam. Now it goes from one to 25. 25 is the worst. One's the best. All my friends are getting things like eights and nines and which is really, really good and 11s and sixes and fours. And then mine comes, I get a 22. And it's so bad that... I couldn't even study a Bachelor of Arts if I wanted. Mm. They, were, they were just like, bro, just go do something else. So, but I was like, man, I still, I, there's a thing inside of me. I just knew that I was like, something tells me that you guys are actually ones that are on the wrong path right now. Cause yeah. I kept listening into my inner true north. I kept listening to what really inspires me, what lights me up. And the thing was freedom, travel, exploration, living my life. I was always, I always just thought about the thought like tomorrow's never guaranteed and I'm going to do the best I can today. I'm going to be super grateful today. I'm going to be, I'm going to experience as much as I can out today because tomorrow's never get guaranteed. I wouldn't want to tr like sacrifice any moment of my life for doing something that isn't inspiring for me either now or get to take me towards something very inspiring in the future. So everyone's going to have them doing university and doing these sorts of things. I, I left there and, you know, I found myself in an apprenticeship as a carpenter. Mm -hmm. A friend calls me up one day, says, Morgs, do you want to be, uh, do you want to be a chippy? So the fuck is a chippy? <laughs> he's like, you know, a carpenter. I yeah. said, laying carpets. Yeah. He's like, no, building houses. And I said, yeah, right. I could build houses. 18 year old guy. So you're telling me I get to, I get paid to hang outside, build shit, have no shirt on, get a tan, listen to music, drive a ute and tell all the chicks that I'm a tradie. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, sounds, yeah. More, <laughs> sounds more like the party's coming more. Yes. Uh. Yeah. And, and so we, I went down that path. And then what happened was I started to look around myself on the job site. The fir my first day on the job site, I get there. And you know, here I am, my high, my, my, my boots, my, my high socks, my high-vis, all this sorts of stuff. And 
thrown. I was completely out of place. It was so uncomfortable. And my boss comes up to me nine and a half hours into my first day. So we're working at six o'clock, 3.30 in the afternoon. He comes up, he says, Morgan, today's your first day of work. You can go home early today if you like. And I'm like, nine and a half hours is early. What's a normal day? He's like, well, usually we finish at about five. I'm like, damn, how many days a week do we do this? Five days, usually six. And then I answered the que- I asked the question in my head, for how many years do I do this for? And the answer was until the day I die. Yeah. I was like, damn. So if this is what my life's about, if this is what life's about, this whole full-time work thing, you know, five, six days a week, I'm spending the majority of my life doing something. I better make sure I'm either this is going to take me towards something I really want in the future or I love every single second about this because life here, life is here to literally be created and experienced and enjoyed. Yeah. And so that's what I did. So I, I looked around and one day I saw this guy drive on the building site and he drive, rocks off in a brand new BMW, like a $250,000 BMW. And we're like, damn. I'm like, who's this guy? And everyone else is like, oh, just keep working, keep working. He's the developer. He's he, he's the big, 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 big boss. And I'm thinking, fuck that. I don't go meet the guy. So I go and met him and he wasn't a very nice guy. But I met him and I just wanted to like talk to him and understand like how does this all fit into the picture? So here's a guy driving on a building site in a quarter million dollar car that we're all building. He's got it figured out. No one else around here does. No. And I'm like, this guy's got it going on. How do I be more like this guy? So I started to sort of put it all together. And I'm like thinking, if I can do this apprenticeship, then I'm going to get my builder's certificate. I'm going to get my builder's license. I want to be a developer. I want to start developing these things. I want people building all these things for me. And if I can retire by 50 like this guy, then hell yeah, man. I'm just going to chill in Bali and travel. And that's the life I wanted. So I kept going down the path of doing everything I needed to do in order to get to my end goal. And we ran out of work here on the Gold Coast. My boss took us up to Mackay. Went to Mackay where all the work was happening. And here we are now working in 42-degree heat. There's about 12 tradies living in a two-bedroom house together. Wow. And I'm, I'm 19 years old now. I'm a first-year apprentice. I'm working harder than anybody else because I'm always going to be the first one on the job site, last one to leave, yeah. the first one to pack up, all that sort of shit. And I started to look around. I was like, how can we do this? We're working 14 to 15 hours a day, six, six days, sometimes seven days a week straight for about two or three weeks on end. And my, my fingers were just like aching. Like I looked at the other guys like, what do you do to actually get through this? How does somebody get through this? And so then, then I started to look. They, they were drinking every single day. They were taking drugs every single day. And because of the environment that I was in, I thought that was normal. See, our environment will shape our perception of what normal is. I hang around my friends right now and we're all talking about Millions of dollars. We're talking about eight-figure empires, nine-figure billionaires. One of my friends like, hey, we're going to hit a billion dollars in the next five years. I'm like, that's incredible. I'm like, why don't you do it in three, right? <laughs> They're the conversations. We think, I think that's normal. I think it's very normal to us. But in this. But that's what you've created as normal. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I created that. Because that, that can be a completely, completely unrelative to everyone else, but you were everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears> the, the normal back when I was 19, right? So we're done 10 years ago. I'm 29 now. 10 years ago, the normal was that. I'd wake up in the morning. They would take bumps of cocaine. I just want to say that again. 10 years. Yeah. That, that's like a blink. Yeah. In 10 years. You've it's been a good that. blink though. Yeah. <laughs> so come but on. I, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people don't think, they think, oh, one day. But one, you know, day. one day will lead to a town, like the road called one day will lead to a town called nowhere. Yeah, exactly. You know? And and one day they wake up and they're like, shit, I'm still in the exact same position. Yeah. And, and they think that the micro little habits that they do every single day won't lead to, you know, their life. I'll, I'll share I'll share the story now in case I forget later. But um, I, I, I got flown out to Maui to speak to a group of 500 top performers once alongside Darren Hardy, the founder of Success Magazine. Yeah. And I didn't know who Darren, uh, I didn't know Darren was going to speak there. He was just coming as like a guest speaker. And he's talking all the things about, and one thing I, I never forget, he said, he goes, 
if people smoked one cigarette and they got cancer the next day, would they ever smoke a cigarette? And the answer is, of course not. If everybody knew that, of course they wouldn't. But why do people smoke cigarettes? Because it's one teeny little micro habit. They don't see the impact it has right away. But when you compound 50 cigarettes a day over 20 years, the next minute you wake up and the doctor's like, you've got throat cancer. Yeah. That's a reality. And the same thing happens with going to the gym. Like he said this funny story. He's like, I was walking downstairs today in the hotel room and, and the lady at the gym goes, here's your towel. Enjoy your workout. And he looks around and he's like, you think I enjoy this shit? <laughs> like, I don't enjoy this, but I do it because the micro habits daily of just doing a little bit for my body is going to take me to a life that's going to help me maintain the body and the life that I want. Like that's powerful. So I've always focused on like the little habits I do are actually the biggest because they will form who you believe you are. We'll, 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 we are just habitual beings. Mm. We will do things that we're, we're just habit to because our brain wants to conserve energy as much as it possibly can. So it's going to find things that we find familiar. It's going to form into a habit, then unconscious habits. And sometimes you say to somebody, why do you do that? And they say, I don't know why I do that. I just do it. Yeah. So unconsciously I have awareness now where it's become a habit. And I want to make sure that all these things that I do that I don't know why I do, I just do it is because they're unconsciously good habits that can take me towards the future that I want. Yeah. So when I was around this environment of people, what was normal was drugs, alcohol, toxicity, negativity, fighting, all those sorts of things. So it wasn't too long before every every single morning. End labor. Yeah. Every single morning we're doing drugs to wake up, drugs to keep going, then drugs in the afternoon to come down at night and then mixed with about 10 jimmies. And that was the concoction of how you get through a day in the life of a tradie. See, it does sound like the normal diet of someone, a tradie in Mackay though. Yes. Or yeah. a tradie in the mines. Yep. There's the whole FIFO sort of thing. And, yeah. and what happens is people go up there, oh, we're making more money, so let's spend more. Yeah. So they, they make more money. But they, what happens is what I understand now is when people are conflicted between two negative emotions, when they feel like they're trapped. So if I was to think back then, I would be something like frustrated and just, I don't know, angry. Yeah. Or frustrated and sad, yeah. something like that, and or frustrated and lost or sad and lost or whatever it is. And we can't get out of this loop. No matter where we go, it's something that we feel like shit. So we'll find something that just gives us the teeniest amount of dopamine and when we find it, we'll get addicted to it. So this is why people, think of all the things that people have as advice, drugs, alcohol, cheating, gambling, overeating, all these sorts of things. So if we can find, if we're conflicted like this, we find one thing that gives us a sense of, oh, this is better than that, we'll get hooked to it. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. 19 years old, they get me on drugs. And I was like, oh, this feels amazing. This is how we do it. Then we drink, then we drugs, and we more drugs, and we drink. Then we fast forward about 10 months doing this. My self-esteem was absolutely through the floor. My yeah. confidence through the floor. Uh, I was getting in fights every single weekend, like we'd get into fights up there. I'd, I'd get arrested when I came back down here. The the local police down in Surface Paradise knew me by the name that arrested me. And they'd be like, Morgan, we arrested you last night. What are you doing? Mm. I'm like, well, I don't know. That guy just had it for him. I just this built up place of anger and I didn't know what to do with it. And what happened was, you know, it got to a point where I was just so sad, so depressed, so anxious. And I, I remember sitting there one day just thinking like, what went wrong? Like I was so happy and now I'm so just down in the dumps and I'm living off all these drugs. And if I don't have them, I feel like absolutely just even worse. And in a complete doped up sense one day and I was 19 years old, I thought it'd be more painful to actually leave this. So I thought it'd be more painful to stay on this world than it would be to leave. Yeah, so okay. I attempted to take my own life. And what age? 19. 19. Okay. And, and you've been in the workforce doing this work for? Probably a year. A year. Just over a year, a year and a half, something like that. So it took a year of regression. <laughs> yeah. It was all good when we were on the Gold Coast. I was like, I like this, like building stuff in the sun. Like, I guess, you know, you got to have a job. 
But then went down this whole route of, of my life was now just to work. Yeah. And everything that gave me joy was taken away. I choose to give away. But back then I was blaming everybody else. I was blaming every single other person for doing this to me. I was like, well, my bosses gave me drugs. This is what happened. They did this to me. They did this to me. And then what happened was I started to then discover what I now call the four pillars of creating your dream life was the first thing was you will become the sum of the five people you surround yourself with. I didn't know that back then. But I asked myself, if I'm so depressed, I'm trying to kill myself right now. But a year ago, I was really, really happy. I was loving life. What was the biggest difference? And the answer came to me, you're around different people. Yeah, when you're around these people, you're happy. You're, 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 you're loving life. When you're around these people, you hate life. Yeah. So I was like, I made a decision that day that nothing will ever be more important than my enjoyment, my own happiness ever again. Yeah. I quit my job. I quit my apprenticeship because I remember I was hanging on to that because I wanted the developer. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go through this shit, a few years of hard shit. You know, I get it, I get it, but I, you know, I'm going to sacrifice it to get to this, the glory land. And then I was like, nah. But you'd only, you'd only become the developer with still all those habits. 100%. And, then, and, and we see it, right? We see people who are, you know, 40, 50, 60 years old and they, they haven't been able to figure out their emotions. They haven't no. been able to figure out what actually is no. inspiring for That's them right. and they're still conflicted. Yep. They live in a shitty relationship and they go to work and they hate us and they'll go and just cheat or they'll go and just gamble or they drink and they do all these sorts of things and, yep. they, and they don't know, right? And then, and then and they make this money and then it fuels these addictions yeah. and they've got no idea what, what they actually do. Yeah, so they don't deal with their habits early. <clears throat> you, you said the number one pillar to um, your four pillars of, of be- yep. building your dream life is, and you said it before, the right environment. You are the sum of the five people you hang out with the yep. most. So the right environment. So right I, environment. I left Mackay and came out down to the Gold Coast. I'm going to speed this story up now. So I went I went down to the Gold Coast. Uh, I came back down here and I started asking myself the question, how can I get myself around people that are actually happy and doing things in life that I want to be doing? And I connected back with my mate who I was talking to a second ago before we got in here. And he was just always smiling, man. This guy was always smiling and doing things. And I was like, man, we can like start doing more things together. How can we like hang out and all these sorts of things? And and then what happened was I was hanging around him and other people he, he was around. And lo and behold, I got introduced to my first um, business opportunity. So he says to me, he's like, come along and check out this business opportunity. You know, I'm doing this thing. And I'm like, I got no idea what it is. I rock up to this room Wednesday night, 7 p.m. in in like in winter. A bunch of people coming outside this room. And I said to him, I said, bro, I ain't coming here. It's a fucking cold. <laughs> this is weird, man. And he's like, dude, remember you're broke. Come inside. Like, all right, man. All right. That's a good motivator. Man. Yeah. So, I, but then I came inside, and for the first time in my life, I saw what a life of color actually looked like. Okay. And you see, I believe that most people living in this world are black and white, and all they know is that this is black and this is white, and that, that's it. And what happens is, occasionally. So, can we just before we just jump, black? This is black, and this is what. Does that mean that this is what I've got, and this is what I'm going to get? No, just to, like this is just the way it is, average. Yeah. I refer to like this is just it is. It, I guess it, that's what like, I mean. You know, like yeah. Think, this... think about like a black and white films. Yeah. And then eventually they went the color. And then people were like, I didn't know it could be this good. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought just having a TV with images was sick. Yeah. Okay. You don't know what you don't know. Right. But fortune favors the bold. Yeah. And so eventually, people yeah. who are curious enough will find a fence, climb up over the fence, and they'll peek over and they're like, "Holy shit!" See the color on the other side. Yeah. These guys are living in this thing called. I don't even know what it is. How do you explain this? Because we, and then and they peek over and they try to tell their friends, guys, they're in this thing. It's, it's It looks way better than everybody else down here. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. Things yeah, just yeah. got no idea. Because from their perspective, they can't see it. That's right. Their perspective, they can't see it. And they're like, oh my God, here's another one. Oh yeah, good old Uncle Jerry thought he saw this thing as well. And he left that fence and he never even came back. It's obviously dangerous over there. Da, 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 da. 
And I'll tell you what, when you jump the fence, there's a reason you don't fucking come back. Yeah, exactly. Right? There's a reason. So I, I start no to do that. No one wants black and white, really. Yeah. Like it's just I, I just refer to it as just this average, like mediocrity. Mm. It's like we grew up in this box. This is, this is how it is. But when you're aware of what life could be and what you could create and what you can become, you can't stop chasing that. Yeah. It's like it's like I, I truly believe. When I interviewed Les Brown on my podcast, I asked Les and I said, do you believe that every single person can actually live their dream life? And he's like, that's why we're here. 400 trillion chances to one of being born. You're not here just to do some average shit. You're not here by accident. You're not here. You are literally here to live your God-given purpose. You know, you're here to live what I call your true north in life. Discover your true north, execute on that. Every single person has their own unique uh, uh, habits, unique skills, talents, their personality, the characteristics. Every single person is absolutely amazingly unique and perfect in every single way. What happens is the world comes in and people come in, they try to fuck it all up. What happens is from the ages of zero to seven, you've got your parents around and they're, they're fighting about money or relationships or this and they're telling you how the world should, don't talk to strangers, don't do this. Then what happens is a little imprint mine. So what happens zero to seven, our mind is just completely unconscious walking around. And it gets filled. That's how yeah. yeah, it just it soaks in our beliefs, our values, yeah. everything who we believe the world is. And then after that, seven to fourteen is our modeling phase. So they go look for people who's a role in our life. And yep. if you look at, I don't know if you saw the Super Bowl, uh, you know, you, you just got to look at the biggest influencers in the world right now. The people like the Rihanna and and like and they're coming out dressed in like satanic shit. And mm-hmm. it's like they're the ones that the world are looking up to, being like, oh, like the good and the bad and. It's, it's the, the world's just wild. And then from 14 to 21, socialization phase. So we're going to develop who we believe we are based off the people we surround ourselves with, which is what I was doing at 19. So thankfully, I found this group of people at 21, which is the end of this, where I was like, I saw everything that it could be. Then I saw all these guys here talking about freedom, impact, creating financial freedom in your 20s, retiring your parents, being millionaires, all these sorts of things. And I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, right. So I dived in. Like anything, I sucked asked at this straight away like it was my first time doing any sort of business i sucked at it but what i knew is this every time i screw it up i have to be one step closer to it figuring it out okay like i I did muay thai for years and i used to be a good fighter and an angry fucking kid so when you get those two (laughs) together you get someone who, who has lots and lots of fights and i just had this thing that it's never ever over until i win if I get beaten in a fight, I'm coming back with friends. <laughs> and that was just always my mentality. So I'm like, I'm going to keep going until I win. And that was the mentality I had with everything. So I just kept pushing, kept pushing. And I was probably one of the slowest builders in this business. I sucked so bad at it. Um, but then I discovered there's a couple other pillars. You can't just have the right people in the right vehicle. That's what the second one is, the right vehicle. You can't just have these two because there's two other pillars. So then here's what was happening was I was really committed. I was saying, I was like, I want this. I want to create this freedom. I want to do all this. But then my habits, my behavior would show something else. So I'd, I'd go out and party mm-hmm. on the weekends. I'd do other things or whatever. And then I realized this. That's like men, men listening to the podcast. That's like men coming home to their wives and saying, hey, baby, I'm 99% sure that you're the woman of my dreams. And 99% sure. Let's yeah. get married. Yeah. And then the wives are going to be like, what are you talking about? What are you gonna nine? And then in our man brain, we're like 99% woman. Oh, my goodness. You want everything. How much more do you want? And they're going to say, I want your 100% commitment, so do our dreams. Until we're 100% in, until we've burnt the bridges, burnt the boats. Yeah. If, if we had this doubt, there was a story in, in, in 1514, there was a guy called Colonel Cortez. He took his men from, from the, the sides of Spain down to attack Mexico and take over the Aztecs. Yeah. They get down there. They had a ship full of men. They get down there. They go, we're going to win. This is what we're doing. We're committed. 
they get to the to the sand to the to the edge and they're like holy crap we are wickedly outnumbered here so what colonel cortez says okay guys get off the ships light your fiery arrows fire them at the boats burn them down and yeah. all these men were like you got you're he's lost it this guy's had too much tequila he's, he's off it he's like burn the burn the boats yeah and he says to his men we're either going to beat the Aztecs and take over this place or we're going to fucking die trying. Yeah. And they burnt it all down, completely outnumbered. And with that much commitment and certainty, they completely won an outnumbered army. See, not like people really underestimate what, what they're really capable of doing mm. once they're 100% committed. But nothing extraordinary will come until we have burnt our bridges. When I quit my job at 23, my dad says to me, are you sure you want to get rid of all your tools and stuff? Because you might, you might want to come back and be a carpenter. I said, Dad, I'm never fucking coming back. Get rid of that <laughs> Burn shit. Burn the bridges. Yo, I love that story about burning the bridges. It's one of the, our favourites and here in what we do. And it's like um, don't have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Get rid of any backup plan. If you really want to go all in, if you have a dream of doing anything, and this is one of the reasons why I'm so excited to have Morgan here today but with you on my podcast, is if you really, really want something, like in 10 years you went from here to there. But it was, you know, like you finished your job at 23, you obviously joined a group of 21, they were PD, they had a business network model that worked with making money. You rose to the top of that pretty quickly. My understanding. Kind of, yeah. So like – But you burnt <clears throat> the bridges. You just went – burnt that, the boats. That was the biggest thing and uh, it's scary. Yep. I'm not saying it's easy. Very scary. It's not It's not, It's not. It's not easy to burn every single option off this island but – But it, it, real freedom is found in discipline, isn't it? 100%. Well, I think freedom is found in the moments where this could either really work or yep. it could fail miserably. Yeah, yeah. And I've now become addicted to that. Yeah, and that's the drug now. It's that's the drug, hundred percent. Because I I figured this out. Because here's the thing: if we develop enough self trust, that's really the key. That's really the kicker. Okay. Because I learned this a few weeks ago. I, I thought, what? But how should I start my year this year? I'm gonna go get my skydive license. Yeah. So I'm gonna jump out of an airplane by myself. Uh, I'm very jealous. It's wild. It's a bucket list. So what happens is, day one they sit you down in a room. Day one they sit you down in a room and they tell you for eight hours straight. It's like death by PowerPoint. Eight hours straight. Here's everything that can go wrong. Here's everything, how it's gone wrong in the past. And here's how you fix it. And if you can't fix it, good luck. It was good knowing you. <laughs> and we're like, I'm thinking, I, I, didn't, I thought this sport was actually kind of, I thought yeah. you can't die. Like, yeah. you actually, I thought it was just the thing people made up. It's got to be, I'm like, it's always safe. Oh, yeah, you can, you can, things can go wrong. I'm like, wow. So then after that, they, you do a tandem jump at the end of day one. So you do a tandem jump, then you parachute. So I'm like, what I said to myself, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. How about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish where I started. I'll do the tandem jump. I'll learn it. And because uh, she even said to me, if we have a malfunction on this, uh, I'll deal with it and I'll teach you how I've done it. I'm like, let's just hope we don't have it. The chute doesn't have a malfunction. That's that's the first goal. We jump out there. We do the parachute. We land. I was like, damn, okay, that was fun. I, the next day I'm like, <clears throat> I call my girlfriend. I'm like, I don't know if I'm really serious about this anymore. I don't know. Is the juice worth the squeeze? I'm like, I, I really don't know if I really want to do this anymore. I go, because my gut is telling me no. And I'm like, I'm really conflicted because I'm not sure if it's the fear or if it's my intuition saying, do not do this. So I said to her, I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep tonight and wake up tomorrow morning because tomorrow we're doing three solo jumps back to back. I'm like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and see how I feel. And if I'm if I'm still like this, I'll probably just call it. And I'm happy living, not having jumped out of a plane by myself before. And what I realized was, I was asking myself the question, 
I said, Morgan, what, what are you so frightened about? Like, you know how to sort out a malfunction. You know how to land a parachute. There's going to be people out there helping you. What are you so afraid of? And the answer was, well, what if I don't pull the chute? And I was like, like, it's just, we can't control the thoughts. Like, what if I don't pull the chute? And I'm like, but why would you not? I go, I don't know why. I wouldn't, but just what if I don't? <laughs> and I'm like, ah, oh, so it's a self-trust thing. Yeah, self-trust. I was like, wow. So what happens is when we face off with things that are extremely outside our comfort zone, it the only time it's it's actually extremely scary and we, we genuinely worry for our lives if we don't trust ourselves enough. Yeah. And it's an inbuilt mechanism though. There's 100%. An inbuilt, you know, we have But it gets stronger the more we stretch our comfort zone, the more we push it, the more we do it. Because now after skydiving, I'm equipped for any fucking situation. You put me in anything and I'm like, I have that much self trust. I can think like when you're falling a thousand feet every six seconds mm. and when, when the shoot hadn't come out perfectly on time before or, or it comes out, the lines are twisted and stuff. When you're falling that quickly to be able to calm yourself down and making a, a proper decision in that moment calmly. It's like, I just have that level of self-trust now in myself from doing it. But I think people don't want to burn the bridges because well, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work? Then they get conflicted. Well, what if it does work and I become really successful? I'm exactly. scared of success. What if it doesn't work? I'm scared of failure. Then you're stuck in this no man lands. Well, I just go this. What if you get to the end of your life and you're in the exact same position you are right now and you face off with all the things you could have done, all the things you could have made, all the people you could have impacted? That for me is more scary than anything else now. Yeah. So that's mentality I've always kind of had. So I have this philosophy um, and it's probably not shared by a lot of people or not known by a lot of people, but what I've noticed about my life and because I've always been trying, always been pushing the boundaries and it's it's sent me broke, it's it's cost me relationships, it's cost me a lot, but I've always been foot on the pedal, try, 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 try and knowing that one day something will break and I'm still trying and, and it is breaking and it has broken and there's other things in that amongst that. But I've always warred against the fear of success. You've had the fear of success? No, I've always warred against the fear of success. My battle would be against the fear of success rather than the fear of failure. So I think that failure is comfortable, mm-hmm. whereas success isn't. And yeah. I believe that people are more afraid of success because it's unknown than they are of failure because it's comfortable and known. Well, that'd be fear of success becoming successful because what they believe successful and rich people were look, growing up. Look like and <clears throat> yeah. If we think about every single, I was talking about the modeling phase zero is from seven to 14. Yeah. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I watched the Simpsons. I loved it. Yeah. Who's the rich evil person in the Simpsons? Yeah. yeah, exactly. All the rich people there are evil. Mr. Burns, he's always trying to kill the city, yeah. black out the city. And he's the rich one. And most movies we watch, the rich person's the villain. So it's been imprinted into us that if we become really successful, then we'll be the evil person no one likes. Yeah. So I, th- I think that's sort of embedded. But here's the thing. So the, the four pillars, right? You've got the right environment, the right vehicle, yeah, the right a, timing. Yeah, right timing. So That's the third one. So the f- second one was the right vehicle. Vehicle, right? And, and this is something I, di- I dive deeply into because people go, well, what's the vehicle I should do? What business should I do? Does it- I, I help you discover their true north at my Dream Out Loud method. That's my three-day event. We just finished. It was only 40 hours across three days. People go, how can you teach so much? Get in there and see what happens, right? <clears throat> it's absolutely insane. There were some pretty amazing breakthroughs from what I could it's, say. Is why. I, 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 I want to talk to you about that. In yeah, a 100%. Um, but I help you to really discover their true north because, like, who were you born to be, not who were you taught to be? Most people are born absolutely perfect, then people come in and fuck it all up. Yeah. And then they were taught to be somebody else and they wear all these masks. So we help people unravel the mask and discover that true essence in them. Okay. You find the right vehicle, the right timing is completely just going all the way in. Long story short, 
burn the bridges, burn the boats, go all the way in, watch things start to happen then. The last one is this, is the right you. Now, the right you comes down to three things, your belief system, your values, and your attitude. Mm. You see, <clears throat> we've got people in the world like Roger Bannister, right? The first person to ever run a four-minute mile. Yeah. Up until he did it, scientists, professors, doctors, everybody would say that's physically impossible. Possible. You cannot do that. Your heart will burst out of its chest. It's, you just can't do it. Don't try. We've never tried, but don't you try because it's dangerous. And he's like, bullshit. And he had this absolute certainty within first. He had to build this belief that maybe it can be done. And he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying, he kept trying to go, 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 go. And then one day he does it. Now what that happened, what that did was instill his belief into the world. Six weeks later, another person did it. Yeah, wow. And then another person did it. Yeah. And another person did it. Now there's been thousands yeah. that do it. Yeah. So if we held the belief, the old saying, if you believe you can, you believe you can't, you're right either way. Either way, yeah. And I challenge people on this all the time. So like, oh, I just can't do that bullshit. When did you decide, when did you make up the idea that you couldn't do that? Where the story it's, come from? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's we're, we're meaning making machines, roughly yeah. 65,000 thoughts a day, 95 to 98% of them are the exact same ones we had yesterday. Our mind's taking 2 million pieces of information a second. But are only possible. Can you just say that again? Our, our minds will take in two million, million right? bits a second, right? But here's the cool thing: only 134 bits of those informations we can actually process. Wow. The rest, now that's a lot. That's a lot of bits of information <laughs> that are left out. Mm. But they still get taken in. But what happens is our brain will generalize it, distort it, or delete it. So it'll quickly analyze and be like, "Is this important?" And it'll just put it into places. Right? Is it important according to? Like you said before, 1 to 7, 7 to 14, 14 to 21. What's the reality that I've built around my life that? So that information come in and we categorise that based on, you know, what we've grown up to know is a reality. Many, yeah, many And, and we reject everything else. Pretty much. Well, no, it, it'll go in an unconscious way, right? So this, this is the best way. Have you ever met somebody that you really just didn't like? Yeah. You met somebody like, fuck, there's something about that dude. He's a fucking or right we can only see that in other people because it exists in us yeah now some people aren't gonna like that no it's true though right very, very true. true and even the people that were like no but i really bet I, I get that one i get that one you know he's really kind he's really smart i get that i said that's how me and he's a bit stubborn sometimes i can see how that's me sometimes but this guy here that's that's not fucking me he's an asshole well you know psychology says that it's not true Right? So psychology will say that uh, that you will only see the world as you are. So we don't actually see the world as it is. We will see the world as we are. Yeah. And it's based off because what are the chances that you take in the exact same 134 pieces of information in a second that I do? Yeah, not, it's just not, not going to happen. No. So we could literally witness something catastrophic like a terrorist attack right here, but we'll both get the exact same. We'll both get completely different stories, completely different meanings. We'll both decide different beliefs from it. We'll, we'll be even be able to tell the story in completely different ways if we're at two different events. Mm. Yeah. But how's that? Because we will see the world through our goggles that we choose to put on and that's the other way it is. Yeah. Back when I used to be an angry motherfucker and I'd, I'd put on these goggles that all I would see when I'd put these on is angry people, yeah. depressed people, or people that are just toxic, people that want to fight me. And, and then now and you, attra I, you attracted that. <clears throat> yeah, too. but it's all I see. Cause our, yeah. We have this part of our brain called a reticular activating system. Yeah, the and, RAS. Yeah, yeah, and so if we say, so these are built up all the things we've collected for our whole life, right? So if we have this belief like, was use an example of like men and women. Women go through a breakup one time. Men cheats one time. And then they decide, oh, all men cheat. 
all men are liars. What? And then what happens is they go out to the, the dinner with their girls and they've got this absolute total G gentleman guy walking over looking suave as, rich as, got his life together. Proper gentleman says, hey, ladies, you're beautiful. I'd like to take you for a dance. And this one lady goes, oh, my God, you're such a pig. We're all single. We're all taken, actually. And she'll be like, oh, we're actually taken. Go away. And he's like, oh, sorry. But then later that night, she'll be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I can't find a nice guy. Yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Right? And then someone might say, well, what about that guy? What that? Oh, no, but he was nothing. Won't even actually come into the conscious awareness because they're so going, this is the way, this is the way, this is the way. Same as business owners. If business owners are the same, like last year, often people will say, December is a slow month. Oh, December is a slow month. December. So what happens is you will see lack of customers. You'll see lack of clients. For me, I'm like, I always challenge. I said, December is my best. And we, we had, we did our thing probably two or three times X in December we did in November. Wow. Right? And I didn't run any events or nothing. I was like, December was massive for us. And it was really, really good because I just choose that. I choose to see, I choose to put the things into my, into my mind, the things that I actually want to see. Then I use my RAS to go and find the things and bring me evidence on it. Yeah, okay. right? Even if I sort of don't believe, like, let's say if I'm sick, I'm like, oh, I feel like shit. I'm going to rewrite that and be like, no, I'm, I'm getting healthy. I'm, I'm improving. I'm getting stronger. With every single step, I'm getting healthier and stronger. With every single step, I'm getting healthier and stronger. Then what my mind's going to go and see is go and go and look for information for me and be like, here's why that's true. Look how, look how much better you're improving. Look how much better. I'm like, yeah, see? But if I tell myself the stories, oh, I feel like crap. I'm, I'm sick. I'm your mind's going to now go, well, let me go and find all the information for you. It's like a hate-seeking missile. Well, here's all the reasons why you feel like shit. It's going to give it to you. Why am I still single? I'm not sure. The Raz will go, let me go find out. Because this person, when you were seven years old, you were bullied when this happened, your mom left you at this time, and this, this, this is why you're single. And you go, ah! And instead of saying, how can I find the right person in my life this month? And then brain will go, I'm not sure, but let me go find it. You could go start dance classes. You could go do this. You could stop hanging around with those. You could stop talking to your freaking ex, maybe. You could start doing this. Da, da, da. And then you're like, oh my God, all these answers. That's how the mind kind of starts to work. So yeah, it's it's built from the second you're born, really. That's yeah. where like we're, but we're collecting up these bits of information every single second, every single day. But I think the, the biggest time it's molded is from zero to seven and then the rest of it. Yeah, because I, I do say, and I do believe this, that we are we're designed for positivity but we're um, shaped for negativity through society well, the that, one the one true emotion that all humans are born with is love there's love yeah. there's nothing else yeah right just love but then what happens is we learn everything yeah, exactly. else exactly so when people say I'm afraid of this or when did like there's only two if we were to really look at it there's only two things that we're afraid of and it's not really fear it's just the human brain will, will be like fight or flight from the second we're born and it's loud noises and falling. The only two things that people are actually genuinely afraid of, programmed from birth, is loud noises and falling. That's why you can yell at a baby and drop a baby and they'll cry. I've done both, trust me. <laughs> right? But then, and, and they'll cry because they're frightened. But everything else is learned. So if people are like, oh, I'm afraid of being successful, cool. When did you decide? You, when you did can you unlearn make, that, Tim. When did you make up the belief that it was not safe for you to mm. be as successful as you want to be? Yeah, very true, very true. Mate, um, great, that part of it. Love the, the four pillars, but I want to know more about the fourth pillar. Yeah, right I, you. I do, I do really believe in that. Like it's some of the, the work that I've done on myself and in my own PD is the real you, the identity. And the first series that we did on the podcast, because we actually broke it into series to start, was around your true identity and – 
I say say this and I say it constantly that I'm a human first before I'm a Aussie mm-hmm. because we are. We're humans first. Yeah. Trying to break away from cultural cultural norms and cultural impressions that are put on us because I do believe that, yeah, from one to seven we're, we're start to be – Come created around the culture that we're in and 7 to 14 would definitely. And then in, in the social side of things, that's even more impressionable. And we had Lockie Stewart, which you know personally, on uh, last week. And he actually, or a couple of weeks ago actually, and he he was able to say, which was a proven point to this, that he was given a scholarship into uh, the, the grammar school in Toowoomba for running, but because he didn't fit in with all the other cool guys, he felt bullied and so he became a jock, played rugby league. So the impression of changing who you are and then the unwinding of that, the the work that needs to unwind all of that stuff to get you back to the person that you were really created to be. So you talk about dreams, live your dream life, design your dream life. That's what Morgan's all about is helping people go after their dreams and achieve their dreams, which is – what you do and what you've done and what you're doing. Um, how much work is in it? Is in that? Like I get, let's go find five people and, and hang out with the best five people. And and I, I don't rebut that. I absolutely 100% agree with it. However, just because I'm going to go and stand in a car park doesn't make me a fucking car. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then I've got the vehicle so I could go and find a car to become but it doesn't mean it's my car. And, and so the three pillars that you've got there, for me the, the anchor is the you. So how much work is it? Like I, I am learning more about you as we're talking but and the understanding of your, of psychology, the understanding, like you've had people like Dr. Dimitini on your – at your events. Yeah, he spoke at Dreamfest. Yeah, and he's a phenomenal – I think he studied all the isms. I think there was 200 and something isms in the world and he'd actually studied them all. Yeah, he's smart as fuck. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah. So for, you've obviously been a, a, a sponge for all this information. Um, how much works in the you? I think the you's never, never going to come to an end. Cool. I like that. Yeah, like because – the more you know, the more you realize you don't know anything. Yeah. And, Fuck and yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's Let's I'm, put a full stop on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, like I, I break it down into, you know, the three parts in becoming the right you is the right beliefs, the right values, and the right attitude. You know, but it all starts with the attitude because there's three types of people in the world. One person will sit there on their boat and they'll complain about the wind. Yeah. Oh, my God. Poor me. The wind's just not blowing in my direction. The victim. Yeah, and just, oh, if only the wind blew that way, I'd be able to get there too. But all these other boats are, and all the other boats are in the same wind as them, but they're like, oh, but it's not as easy as you don't understand. That's one person. Second person, they can sit there and they can put all their crystals out. They got to wait under the full moon and they can get the cacao ready. And they can be like, oh, I'm just going to manifest. <laughs> And I'm going to wait. I'm going to trust the divine. Right, I'm taking the piss of it here. But what these people do is. Yeah, but you're right. They, 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 and what I'm saying is the whole spiritual realm, right? And sometimes people think like, you take the piss out of spiritual people. You're not very spiritual. Mate, I'm that spiritual. I don't need to tell you that I'm spiritual. You wouldn't believe. Like, like that's, that's just the thing. It's just funny. I'm extremely freaking spiritual. Well, anyone who actually relies on their RAS as much as you do is spiritual. Yeah. Like I, there's a difference of, of. Understanding things and then embodying things. Exactly. When you totally embody things, I, I just don't feel the need to have to 
talk about it. Much. Exactly. I just, I just do it. And so, let's get back <clears> to the crystals. So yeah. So they throw the crystals out, and, and but what they do is they use it as a way to sort of justify to them why they're not getting the results that they want. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. say, well, I'm just going to keep doing the same thing I've always done. And I'm just going to hope. I'm going to pray. I'm going to yeah. manifest. I'm going to. The divine will come in. And it's going to help. And and what happens is they're in the exact same position as they are later. And. How do I know these first two people? Because I've done them. Yeah, great. How do I know? Because I was trying to manifest my way to all my goals while I just sat and breathed and think. I'm like, no, you'll get you'll get <laughs> what you work towards, really. You get what you want. You'll get what you're in harmony with. That's yeah. that's the difference. But the third person, they just get up and they change their freaking sails because mm. they're like, the wind is not blowing in my direction. Yeah. So if it's going to be, it's up to me. It's not blowing in my direction. I'm going to change my sails and I'm going to adjust to what is happening. Oh, wait, now the wind's changed again. Well, adjust it without complaining. Adjust it again without complaining. No one gives a shit about your story. No one cares. Everyone's gone through shit. Everyone's gone through hardship. They, they only make statues out of people that have done extraordinary shit. They don't make statues out of people that have just had a hard life. They make statues out of people that have had a hard, hard life, forgotten about it, moved on, learned from it, and created extraordinary things in their life. Yeah. That's the thing. So, you know, the right attitude is really having the attitude of being like, I don't care what life throws at me. I'm going to handle it like a boss, and I'm going to keep on going because I'm more committed to what I'm going to become versus who I am right now. And that's the main thing. So when we have this sort of attitude, the rest is going to start to fall in place. But if we don't have the attitude that I can have every single thing I want in my life if I'm willing to work on the skill set and the mindset in order to achieve it, if we don't have that mindset, we don't have that attitude, then like it's not really going to be that fantastic. It's not really going to work for people. But the right you really comes down to those three things. Uh, I, I call it the attitude because it's easy for people to understand that the, at the Dreamlad method, I dive into the identity. All right, so we're talking about the identity and the values and the beliefs. This is all unconscious programming. After the beliefs comes our skill set, our behavior, then our results. But most people, what they try to do is they say, oh, I want these results in my life. So I'm going to go and if I want to be a famous guitar player, I'm going to go and buy a guitar and start learning how to guitar. But that's the conscious behavior. But if you don't dig really, really deep down in, and go, well, what's the identity of someone who's a famous guitarist? What do they value? Mm -hmm. What are their beliefs yeah. about this? Yeah. Because all of that, that's more than 80% of everything that we're actually going to do. So this is why I see people, they'll start things, stop things, start things, stop things, start things, stop things. Yeah, so good. they have a good idea. They're like, I'm consciously, I'm excited about this. But unconsciously, they're like, nah. Then what happens is we get this confliction, which I, I teach on day three of the Dream Lab Method. It's called the magic pill. Every single person I've taught the magic pill to amplifies their life in the, what, the biggest area. So what happens is they'll, let's say, for example, I'll use me for example. I discovered that. So we'll do anything to avoid pain and seek pleasure. It's yeah. pretty much what our life's all about. We'll do the things that make us feel good. Oh, dopamine, this feels nice. And avoid pain. We have these things called values, which are like so many people think they understand what values are. Even people who teach values work. I've had conversations. I was having a conversation backstage at, a, at a, one of the best trainers training programs you can do in the world. And I was talking to one of the head trainers. I said, what are your away values? And she's like, we don't have away values. I'm like, yeah, we do. Like we live in a world of duality. There's no up without a down. There's no left without a right. There's no towards without and away. So you're talking about these values we have here, the things that we move towards. So what do you move away from? She's like, it doesn't make, we don't have that. I said, this just blows my mind. So a lot of times I've talked to people, they're like, oh, my values are this, 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 but they've often got no idea really. So we go through this process where they discover all the things that's truly meaningful to them, who they, what they must value now in order to create the life that they actually want. Because sometimes I say to people, what do you actually want to create? They want to create all this. 
I said, well, what, what, do you, what do you find? You know, what's your values right now? And we do this whole process. We discover it. And they say all this stuff. Let's say they say, I really value family and adventure. But their vision is all about extraordinary life and travel and, and money and wealth. And, but what they find really important to them right now is just adventure. Mm. If you find adventure and family really important right now, you're probably not going to do what's in you're probably not going to do what's necessary to make the money yeah. necessary, right? But then what happens is they'll find things that they'll do anything in their life to actually avoid. Yeah. Right? So when I discovered this, I, I would want to avoid feeling lonely and bored. I would also want to become really successful, right? But then I found a limiting belief behind one of the, the things of being successful, which I believe that if I was lonely and bored, uh, if I was really successful, I'm going to be lonely and bored. Right. So why would I want to do anything in my power to actually create that? Yeah. So I once I discovered all this, my income literally I think forex within about three months. Wow. Then I made more money in one month than I did the entire year prior. And these are the things that we, we So so I, I Yeah. I wanna talk about this because this is something that this is something that's very important for people to understand is is what you've untapped here is what you call away values. Mm-hmm. And so they're the things that hold us in a place where we are now or, kind of. or, or we are trying to resist but we also connect with a life that we want but that will stop us from getting the life that we want. Most, is, is that what you're saying? Most people. So here's what happens, right? The conscious mind is the goal setter and the unconscious mind is the goal getter. Yeah. When we can get these things in alignment, you'll have every single thing you consciously say you want with ease. I'm not saying it's going to fall in your lap but you'll naturally your life will be shaped and gravitated. You'll be vi- like – our frequency is what we frequently see. And these sorts of things will start to change the things we find most important in our life. The things that the, the, the frequency we're vibrating on. The reason you don't have this that you want is because you're vibrating on this level. Yep. If you can find a way to start changing your vibration and be in harmony, as I said before, be in harmony with the things that you actually say you want, they naturally start to attract you with, with, with ease. Now, it, this is a really big conversation. That's why I take like nearly half a day to train this at, at the yeah. Dream Aloud method. Yeah. Because every single person is very different. But essentially, we'll say we want things consciously and then I help people really just unfuck themselves in all the unconscious patterns that they've – that all these conflictions. Because what happens is most people have these conflictions internally where they're like, I kind of want this but then I kind of want this or I kind of want that but I'm afraid of this. So let's say like what's, what you said before was, well, I want to be successful but I had this fear, right? But we'll do anything to avoid what we, we're afraid of. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if it's really real, it may be things that will pop back up and be like, Oh, I, I could go and do that thing, but like, no, but it, it might be scary. This isn't conscious. No. It's unconscious. So what happens is we'll self-sabotage. Yeah. We'll procrastinate. We will self-doubt. We will tell ourselves, which is the worst, we'll tell ourselves, ah, oh, but we don't really need to do that. Or listen to your body. Mm. You've been pushing it pretty hard lately. Like just, just relax, right? And we'll justify to ourselves to make it seem reasonable and we'll rationalize why we shouldn't do the things we know we actually want to do. And this is where the confliction sort of come from. So, I hope people sort of dive into this and discover these sort of things. But the way things are really, what's the most important thing for us to avoid feeling? We all have them. We'll do anything do we we'll do anything we can to avoid feeling. But most people have it completely screwed up, and they achieve the shitty feelings really easy, and they don't achieve the good feelings often enough. And there are way what you're talking about is there are way values. Yep, the ones that give us this the shitty feelings, the ones that yeah. So yeah. we'll do anything so. Uh, I think yeah, mine are lonely and bored. So I'll do any like if you look at my like, but your 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 desire for like not now obviously, but your your away values are lonely and bored. 
your desire is financial success. Yep. But you've before you this before you unpin them both, your impression, your real impression is what you're saying is that your real impression of success is you'll be lonely and bored. Yeah, well, I had a limiting belief around what I thought was successful. So you had to cut them. Yeah, yeah. And so so what we do, we take – so 40 hours right across a weekend. Wow. So we start we start on Friday and we go to a real late, Saturday real late. And what happens is we, it just starts to bring people's things all, all up and they're like, I wasn't aware of all this. And on day three, we just destroy all of them and put them right back together. It's almost like – Day three is all about, it's like really giving people the owner's manual for their life now. Day one and two is about discovering what we actually really want and, and destroying all the shit that's been holding us back. Day three is putting it all back in together, consciously exactly how you want it, but now you've got the tools and techniques to unconsciously um, wrap it in together as well. There is like people will, uh, we literally had somebody on day three come in. Yeah, and she's like, oh my God, I'm trying to grow my coaching business. And she, she runs this thing in like uh, South America trying to grow my coaching business, haven't had clients in ages. And literally just someone messaged me last night, the top income of this big company. She wants to assign me as a client. Like she wants me to coach with them. And, and I didn't even have programs for her. And I just told her this is how much I am. And she's like, yeah, I'm done. And I'm like, that's the stuff that happens when you're in absolute alignment with what you say you want. Success is easy. If what you value is success, success is easy. Yeah. Now let's look at relationships. So we had a woman on the weekend who she's like, I want this incredible relationship. This is what I want. Okay, beautiful. And then her biggest thing was uh, she didn't want to be lonely. Yeah. But then she had this massive limitation around, well, what if I find a person in my dreams and he leaves me? Mm. I'm like, well, what would happen then? She's like, I'd be very lonely. Yeah. I said, so why would you try to do something where you know it might bring you what you don't want the most? So you'll just find your own wholeness within and keep going along your life being single. So you were saying with, with what my example was about people who are afraid of success, they they have a they have a, a, it's a, a limiting be, they have a limiting belief about success. That will bring them something that they ultimately b- believe is painful for painful them. for them. Because yeah. we run from pain and, and go we, towards pleasure. Go towards pleasure. But pain's way more motivating. So what will happen is even if we consciously know well not why it's gonna bring us something good We'll be like, nah, if there's a risk, I ain't doing it. Yeah, well. So throw yourself at risks, everyone. That's the answer. Yeah, and unfuck <laughs> yeah, yourselves. <laughs> unfuck yourself, yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, the four pillars again. Let's go back over the four pillars. So we have number one. The right environment. The right environment. Number yeah. two, the vehicle. The right vehicle. Number three. The right timing. The right timing. And that's so important. But number four, probably the most important the right is you. the right you. Yeah, because if you don't have – and, and I've, I've got it all drawn out, but like what happens is is often if people try to have one or two and they overlap and they often find – so what happens is – try and remember it my best. I usually draw it. If they've got the right environment, the right vehicle, usually they will – they have the right environment, the right vehicle, they'll self-sabotage, okay, because they've got all their internal shit fucked up still. <clears throat> if they've got the right vehicle – and the right you, they will um, procrastinate. Yeah. Okay? Because if they're still not all the way in yet yeah. and they've got shitty people, they'll procrastinate. Yeah. If they've got the right environment and the right timing, they will, what did I say? They'll self-doubt. Self-doubt. Right? So that's the third one. They'll self-doubt. They'll be like, I can't do this. I'm not as good because they're not sure. I don't know what I'm actually working towards. I'm in this limbo land. And the last one is if they've got the right uh, – they've got the right timing and the right you, but they're not in the right vehicle or the right people, they'll ultimately live a life that's very unfulfilled. Yeah, okay. They'll create success perhaps, maybe, but if yeah. it's not right, that's the thing. 
Yeah. Just because it's the right vehicle, just because it's sorry, just because it's not the right vehicle doesn't mean you can't make money in it. I know people that are doing things they hate, but they make a lot of money in it. But then what happens when they're 40, 50, 60 years old, they're like, I'm miserable. I've got this money. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. That's that whole chestnut story when like, oh, I've got everything I want, but I'm miserable. That's why. So what happens when I teach when we blend these all together, you've got your your dream life. Yeah. A life that's successful, a life that's inspiring to you, yeah. and a life that's impactful. We yeah. merge them all together, but those other four problems, being unfulfilled, self-doubt, procrastinating, or self-sabotaging, nearly every single person does one of those things. And the reason is it's because they're out of whack here. And I sort of just grab it all and we, we do about a year's worth of coaching kind of in three on days. steroids in three days. Wow. Wow. I'm going to ask you about some of the results that uh, – because I, I want everyone to hear. How yeah, I've got, to, I've got to really go on. Yeah. So, my so friend, before you go there, <coughs> yep, I actually yep. want to sum up. What, what mine is is not is very simple – and it exactly fits inside all four of yours, is where my design is, is where the abundance is for my life. Where your design is? So if I'm in the right – if I have the right people, yep. that's, that's part of my design. If I have the right vehicle, that's also a part of my design. If the timing's right, then that's also a part of my design. And if I am the right me, if I am actually me, the created me, then I'm walking in my design, then the abundance comes. Mm-hmm. And so – if we and it's, it's it's an echo to PD, so if we do the work that you 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 do, if you if if we if we get a part of doing the work on our personal development, if we become number one aware that we need it, like you did when you were nineteen, snow, snorting coke at at six o'clock in the morning, so you could get up and throw a hammer on a job site, and then finish the day with some more and and a couple of jimmies and chasing chicks on the weekend and getting into fights. But then you became ultimately aware. Something is not right. My life is not heading in the right direction. So that is a very, very first point to awareness is the key to everything. Like we can't intervene with a world that we can't see. Yeah, and it's and it's then it's taken a step back from awareness. So I'm aware that that glass has got a little bit of water in it. But being self-aware about my glass and how much water is in my glass is more important than seeing that glass. So first, self-awareness, then personal development and that's exactly the, obviously the journey that you went on and so I just want to explain that as well as echo that um, for you um, before we get to the results I really want to mm-hmm. listen to some of them I have a I have a bit of a philosophy around also which you hopefully you'll completely fuck up for me and <laughs> and disprove and I hope so well, well maybe you won't maybe you'll go hey, yeah, you're right so I have this and I have this um, philosophy about values mm-hmm. so i Align with your values, get aligned with the values. And you've actually blown my mind today with the what are your away values. I'm, I'm going to be going out after this and going, what are my away values? What, is my, what am I afraid of success for? You know, all that sort of shit, um, which is not shit. But I have this philosophy about values that we, we, designed, we design our life by our values, which is exactly right. These are the ones we want. We, we want success. We want financial freedom. We want this. We want that. We want adventure. We want our life is designed by the values that we want, but there is one innate value that, it, like I said, is innate. We can't run from it. It is what's given to us. Uh, whether it's come from this sponge of a zero to seven year old, or the the learning of a seven to fourteen year old, or the you know the social person of a fourteen to twenty one year old, but it, it's there. 
it's it's the, a value that is almost like our foundational value. It's a it's a thing that we anchor off. If I was to say it like that to you, what would you say about that? What's yours? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you until you tell me yours. No, mine is freedom. So yeah. Okay. So you're a man. So the highest value of the masculine is freedom. Right. The highest value of the feminine is safety and security. Yeah. So every single one of us biologically will have a high need for freedom and safety. If you got a lot more testosterone, you're like freedom. So if you think of Braveheart, we like us men, we're like, give us the man cave, just fucking leave us alone. Doesn't mean we're like we're fine. Like our relationship's fine. It's like just we just want to be left alone. Like we love it. We can go away for a week on our own and not have to talk to anybody. And still means we really love our partners and it's fine. Their females are like, we need to talk. Because they're like, well, what's going on? Is it? And then their safety is threatened. Like, what's going on? Is, are they okay? Are they, are, they, are they with another woman? Right? And then they're starting to freak out. It's the feminine. So they, they value safety, the highest, highest, highest. Right? So I believe that, you know, the. So that's the higher, you're talking about the hierarchy of values for a man and a woman. Yeah, well, just the, the, the very highest. <clears throat> the number one, I've never fully gone into like, could. Could the masculine energy within you have its own set of value hierarchy? Possibly. Probably. Would I would I encourage someone to look into that? Probably not. Yeah. Because if you think of people with split personality, they believe they're two different people. So people with split personalities have different beliefs, attitudes, mm-hmm. identities, values. And it's not good to have conflictions of two different sorts of yeah. – So I think the more we can sort of embody and integrate who we believe we are the best um, – but so the highest value of the masculine is freedom. So that's why you're like, this is what I'm naturally drawn towards. 100%. You're a man. You're like, yeah, I just want to do epic shit. Give me this freedom and this wealth and bam. That's all I want. Of course, that's all you want. And if you ask your wife, she'd also want as well, but she would probably want, well, in order to have safety, we, in order to have freedom, we've got to make sure that we're safe and we're secure as well. It's very important there. It was and, her answer. Yeah. And, and so what happens is, is this is why there's more men entrepreneurs younger. Okay. Because earlier on in life, Men, we're more risk takers and we're like, screw it. Let's go out there, whatever, freedom, 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 freedom. Women develop that risk, that more risk-ness uh, attitude later in life. Okay. Earlier on in life, it's more for them. Who am I Who am I as a woman? I, I'm going to find, you know, I want to find the one. I want to find my career. I want to find my the safety, the, you know, so I'm secure. And then what usually happens, they'll have kids and stuff and usually you see towards the mid to late 40s. So if we look at, people like a Sarah Blakely, billionaire female. If we look at more female entrepreneurs, and I'm not saying it's not the case all the time, but more often we'll find men entrepreneurs and stuff like that younger in their 20s and stuff. But women entrepreneurs who really kill it are usually a little bit later in life because they develop this more, I'm more prone for risk a little bit later. Okay. Early on in life, they, they more want the safety and men sort of flip. Right. That's why. That's why we also live less as well because we do <laughs> stupid shit. We jump out of fucking airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that, right? And I believe so every single person is naturally going to want freedom in their life. They're naturally also going to want safety and security. That's the feminine, the masculine energy. However, I do believe we've got this internal thing, what I call is our true north. And on day one of the Dream Lad method, we take people through this whole process of finding what their true north is in life. Because I, you know, I love, my, my values is love, success, and fun. They're my three highest. Yeah, love. I'll do anything that's all evolved. Like I'll give love, I'll be love, I'll just have an incredible life. I think it's the best way to sort of live. Then it's success. Then it's fun. I do a lot of fun shit. But 
What's also very, very, very important for me in my life is that I'm learning stuff daily and I'm teaching things to people. And, and I will find if I'm bored or anything, I will naturally gravitate to learning something or teaching something. That's why I've got a podcast and I do these sorts of things. So when I start to really reverse engineer all of this, I was like, what are the things I'm just naturally like? If I also get rid of all resistance, I'm going to go towards learning and teaching, learning and teaching, learning and teaching again and again and again. So that's when I started to discover maybe this is like a true north in life. So then yeah. I had to do it into a into our program. So I'm like, I'm going to call it your true north. So I help people sort of discover that. And I think everybody's got that in life. And then what we do is you get what you find, what your values are and your identity and your beliefs and you marry them all up together. That's when you've got an inspiring and successful life. Mm. That's when it's all sort of starting so to come I, I would agree with the true north thing and probably because definitely mine was freedom and I asked my wife and hers was security for sure. There we go. However, I did ask some other people as well. I've asked a bunch of people and I think what you're explaining more about my freedom is my true north. Possibly, yeah. So so you'd ask yourself the question, so what, what allows you to feel free? Well, it was also it was also my away value. Freedom was. Yeah. So I always want to be free. Yeah. So I'd always resist anything that made me feel that I wasn't free. So anything that was controlling, anything that – even a comment or anything. Like I grew up in a church, for instance. I grew up in a religious church and, and I still have a, a very strong faith. However, they can be very controlling. So I ran and, and resisted that. My, my parents were very high-profile ministers in Australia and, and had a worldwide ministry. I resisted that with all I could. So it was control for me. So anything that looked like freedom. But now when I had the realisation that freedom is my true north, I realised that the real freedom I'm going to find is in the discipline that I keep resisting to get it. Mm. Yeah, because it probably it's some way along your life that you you connected that control and put me in the box equals something I don't want. Yeah, discipline. Yeah. yeah. So this one's good to have. Yeah, it is good. It is good now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. We'll, we'll move on. And you just gave up some of your values because I actually want something that I ask everyone. Something that I, I haven't asked you that I, I do ask every guest and we are really running out of time quite quickly because you've got other meetings to get to. We're good. We've got 10 minutes. Yeah, I have a question. I have one question, and then um, I'm going to leave the rest of the stuff here. I want to get some results from your um, Dream Out Loud. Yeah. Stuff. So what, what we see but before is- I get to that question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I ask everyone, like a lot of stuff you're doing, all all the stuff, all the success, all of the things that you're actually achieving now. There's a lot. There's because there's two sides of a person: a being and a doing. Mm-hmm. Who's Morgan? As a being, not a doing. I think in order to have anything you really want in your life, you first got to be it. I think you know, that whole, I like the saying, um, fake it till you make it. Like I, I actually like it. It's, it's, I, I, there's been so many times I've driven into the Bentley shop, gone sat in a Bentley and felt what it feels like to own a Bentley and talk to them about buying it and work out how much it's going to cost me and all these sorts of things. And so I think it's very important to, if we can consciously create what do we want to have in our life, then we reverse engineer it. If you just start doing the things to get it, right, if you do it, if you do the things that you need to have, if you do the things that you need, you know you need to do to have the result, that's conscious behavior. So instead, we go back one step further and we be the person that has the result 
and we start to act like that person, believe like that person, have the habits like that person, spend like that person within reason. Work like that person. Work like that person. Hang around people that that person would hang around with. Big thing, right? Because they did a psychological test. This is the oldest psychology test they ever did. They got a group of people. This is why I love everything I do and what I do. I put people in the room for 40 fucking hours and change everything they believe about themselves because when they're in this environment of full immersion, everything changes because they got a group of five people. One was real person. The rest were actors. And what they said is you've got to come in and your only thing is you've got to pick which stick is longer, which stick is the odd one out. So then I'd have four sticks. Three were all the exact same. One was significantly longer. Like easily you can tell the difference, right? A, B, C, D, D was the biggest one. So all the actors picked the wrong one purposely. And then the, the, the other guy, the normal guy, that he was like, he looks at him, he's like, these guys are off it. Like, D. He's like, what the hell? It's stupid. They did it again. Same sticks came in, different jumbled up. And the, all the actors picked the, purposely the wrong one again. Now the actor's like, now the normal guy, he looks at him, he's like, this is weird. He picks the right answer. That's the right answer. Like, what? And I think what happens is every single time I've done it, by about the time of the fourth or fifth time they've done it, the real person finds it more important to join in with the pack than it is to do what he believes is right. Wow. And he'll start to copy their answers. Belonging. Yep. And he'll just copy. And he'll just do what they're doing. Yeah. Now that tells us a lot. This is why I'm big on the environment. Because if we want to have a certain thing, if you're just doing it, it's, it's nothing. But if you be the person, if you surround yourself with the people that are actually having those results, you start to pick up and like and use that to your advantage. You go, just by being around here, it's going to be more important to me to start being like everybody else around here than it is to me to do what I think is right, which what I, if I think is being successful is bad, then I don't give a shit what I believe is bad because all these people believe it's good and it's more important for me to fit in with my friends. Wow. So our support community psycholo- on psychological basis that's why our environment, like you can hear the term, you're the sum of the five people, blah, 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 blah. But when we look at the actual data, what our human brain wants to do, it's more important for us to fit in than be right. Yeah. Choose who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with people who are all drug users and going nowhere there in life and you've got this inner ambition to create an extraordinary life, you've got to cut them off. You've got to go and find people that, that are like you because you will eventually give up on your dreams, on your goals just so you can fit in with the group. And that, that goes, um, I want to echo that big time because belonging is one of the most important innate things that we need as a human being, love, connection, belonging. Yep. And um, it will make us give up our virtue. Yeah. It will, sadly. So pick the group. And that just doesn't go along with if you're in amongst a bunch of drug addict, um, alcoholic people. It doesn't just go with that. It also goes with some friends that you have that have toxic behaviour that – that maybe we need to cut the door there mm-hmm. because it's not. So I want to ask then, so who are you then? Who am I? Yeah, who is who is Morgan then? Based on that information you just gave us, who's Morgan? I'm just a badass. Okay, I don't know. cool. I'll stick with that. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm just a guy. I, I, I love life. I like helping people ex- explore and, and, and create an extraordinary quality of life. I know sometimes people can ask the whole question, you know, when we go to the identity thing, it's like, you are not you. You're not a human. You're not a, <laughs> like, I, I, you know, like I, I, I tend to spend energy and just focus on things that are super important versus yeah. going to rabbit holes of who I believe I am. Well, if I'm not this, then what I, like maybe I just haven't got to that part of my life yet where I need to question everything. Maybe you don't need to ever. 
maybe I don't need to. I just focus on things that are practical and important. And right now, who I believe I am is someone who's just committed to doing the absolute best and, and pulling the best out in other people and just having a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Awesome. Well, okay, just quickly some results that you've had out of this Dream Out Loud thing. You had one story you're going to give us. Um, yeah. So so what often what we see, we'll see a lot of people come out of here. And I want to start because we've been running this now for about a year and four months or something. We've now done five. I think we've run five three-day events now. And I've also got like advanced leadership, trainers training. We have a mind and money program coming up. Uh, we've got like a bunch of stuff. So I'm, I'm building the number one personal development company in Australia just with the best educational programs to – help people get to where they want to go. And what we see is a lot of people come out and they'll start a business. They start a business, grow a business and all these sorts of things. And that's really cool. I love seeing that. I love just seeing people. We have the group chat goes after every event and I see people like, I'm quitting my job. I'm starting this business. I'm doing this. I'm leaving a relationship. I'm doing this. Just radical decisions to where they know they need to go. And I'm like, I love that. But one story was really, really cool because um, we were having tacos together one night. Very good friends with her. And she's sitting across the dinner table and she's telling me, she's like, oh, Morgan, I'm trying to grow my business, but this and this and this and this. And I asked her, I said, tell her, what are your values? And she's like, well, this year I told myself that my values are going to be spirituality and adventure and this. And I'm like, it doesn't fucking work like that. <laughs> you don't just tell yourself this is what they are going to be now. And, and she's like, but what if they're not that? Then what are they? I said, that's the important question. I asked her a few more questions and I said, I have a slight suspicion that all this shit is conflicted and, and screwed up. You should come along to the event and we can work on this. And she goes, but Morgan, I've already done so much personal development. I already know everything you got to teach me. And I asked her this. I said, well, do you do it? Does your bank account show it? Oh, wow. And she's like, there you go. Fine, I'll come. Because there's, th- there's three things. There's three levels of learning. There's We can know information. We can understand information. Think of like a business professor. Never made any sense to me. Why would you want to go and learn business from a university, from someone who has a job and not a business? Makes no sense to me. Oh, exactly. But they understand business, right? Because they can teach it. They really have a textbook and they've taught it for 20 years. The last one is embodiment. Yeah. I only like to learn from people that are living, breathing examples of the things that they teach. Yeah. There's a different knowing. There's a different level of understanding to just understand it than to embody it. So I said, come along, Taylor. She comes along day one. She's like, oh, my God, I've got the biggest breakthrough ever. This is amazing. I said, that's incredible. But what your biggest breakthrough is going to be on day three. Just wait. And then day by day, she's like, this is amazing. Oh, my God, I didn't realize this and this and this. This is holding me back here and here. I said, wait to day three. Wait to day three. We get this huge. I can't remember the exact thing we did with her, but it was, it was in the process of all the values and the beliefs and, and the magic pill. This is the thing. It's, I call it the magic pill because it's literally that. We do it. I do this process with everybody and everyone's like, whoa. And then they're aware of it wow. and then we completely just demolish it and change it. Yeah. She was making $15,000 a month in her business at that stage because she came to me and she's like, I want to make more money in my business. Told me all the reasons why she couldn't and we changed all the stuff. Then she was helping me set up for our last event of the year last year in November, October. All right, so what's it? March to October? Five, five months, yeah. Five months. She goes, Morgan, guess how much money we just made this month? I said, how much, Taylor? She's like, $105,000. Wow. wow, in five months. In five months. Yeah. And she's growing still. Yeah. Scaling, exploding this business because yeah. the goal setter, the goal getter. Yeah. If we can set any goal we want consciously, but if we have all this baggage that we're not aware of, yeah. and the easiest way to go, well, how do I know if I'm not getting the things I want? Ask yourself, does your bank account... Does your body, does your relationships, does your lifestyle show you that you have the results you say you want? If not, then maybe we've got some work to do. Yeah. So that that's 
like one of the coolest and because and I, I love her so deeply and she's amazing. And obviously she's done so much work herself as well. But if we have these things that are holding us back, we're not going to want to execute on who we actually, what our full potential. And uh, another one is one, one of my good mates. Um, <clears throat> he was actually crewing our event. This was funny and we just had, you know, one of the girls there and one thing she was really clear on was calling in the one and, and the relationships and had all these sort of things that were holding her back for like conflictions of the perfect one for her and, Within a month later, these two are together and they're the most beautiful, amazing relationship ever. And they're like, oh, this is so perfect and it just feels easy and da 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 da. So we've had people leave their start businesses they were petrified to do, leave businesses, leave relationships, get into relationships, call in the one, go from $15,000 a month to over 105. That's nearly 10, 10x in yeah. five months. Um, these are all very, very normal results. Yeah. And and like, I'm, I'm not, I never do things to people. No. I'm like, I want to help. You unlearn. In fact, one of the first things I say to people at the event, I'm like, I ain't here to teach you shit. If you think you're here for me to teach, you're wrong. Yeah. I'm here to help you unlearn yeah. who you've been taught to be. We're, all the answers are inside of us. We've just believed the bullshit. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I've loved it. Um, I really have loved it and we do have to wrap up because you've got another place you need to be uh, very, very, very soon. Yeah, highly endorse. I want to sign up. <laughs> so, highly, well, highly have, endorse this. Um, how about how about we do something? How about? Um, so I was going to say, um, you should just come along anyway. You can have a free ticket. You can come oh, as my man, guest. Thank you. And maybe what we can do so we can help get some people behind this episode. Um, you're going to need to manage this one because I'll lose it. But if people got value from this, share it, tag you, yeah. tag me, yeah. and then in one week, you draw out a random winner, whoever it is, and I'll give them a free ticket as well. Well, you heard it there. Um, everyone should go along because I, the, the, a lot of the stuff with PD is all about what you can become but what I've understood with Morgan and what he does is not just about who you can become, it's let's get rid of the person that's limiting you from who you can become first. And I I can't speak loudly enough of that. Um, I had seen that in some of the stuff that he had done that I researched him and some of the podcasts he had done beforehand and like yeah, so that's the reason why I do align with this this young man and um, super stoked. Twenty eight, can't wait to see where you are. Thirty eight, that's going to be amazing. I have a question. I have three quick questions for you yeah. to get off. Okay, number one, who's your hero? They've got to be fast. Who's my hero? You seen Matthew McConaughey answer that? <laughs> yeah. I think my hero is me. Ten yeah. years now. Uh-huh. Um, honestly, when I when I heard that, I actually agree with that. Um, I heard Matthew McConaughey say that. He's like, Someone asked me, who's my hero? And I said, my hero is me 10 years from now. Yeah. And I'm like, that's actually really good because, yeah, my hero is the person who, who I know I'm going to become and who has just gone through all the shit that he's still going to go through and someone who I can have conversations with every single day and be like, it's going to get better, it's worth it and give me that, you know, that proper guidance that no one else can. I can't disagree with that. My hero is me in 10 years' time too. Actually less than that. I love it. In one year actually. Um. I've got a few heroes, but that's one of them. Not to be egotistical. Um, what is the worst thing that someone's ever said to you? You'll never be successful if you don't get a good job, if you don't get a university. <laughs> probably that, yeah, yeah, probably something along those lines. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the exact things, but there was a lot of that sort of conversation where if you don't go to university, you'll never be successful in life. Yeah. It's probably the worst thing. It is. Um, not to poo-poo on that because a lot of people do. I made for it, but not for me and not you. Yeah. Look, I, I, I think university is perfect. If you want to become a doctor, an engineer, an architect, a lawyer, like you got it. Yeah. But I, I think the, the the people who don't go means nothing at all to who they can become. That's the main thing. 
think university is amazing. Definitely has its place. Like it, you need to go and learn certain things. You, you need to, if that's what you want to do. What I'm big on helping people figure out, well, do you really want to become an engineer or do your parents want you to become an engineer? Yeah, yeah. That's the difference. And if you do the things that you love, then it's an incredible place. But I just speak for the large majority of people who were never went to go, were never too smart to go, and they believed into the narrative that if I don't go, they'll never be successful. It's yeah. not the case. Perfect. And then what is the best thing that everyone has ever said to you? Never take advice from broke and unhappy people. Perfect. Well, we're going to wrap up here. And, mate, if you've got one last thing you want to say to everyone, our listeners, and obviously yours because obviously they'll be listening to your on here. Yeah. Look, one thing for me to say is take advantage, share this podcast because I like what you're doing here. you got some amazing people coming on the show. You, you've put in a lot of effort into this and this could be one of the best podcasts in Australia. I see it. Well. So guys definitely get behind this, share it, do your thing, go in the draw. I'll give you a free ticket. Um, last thing would probably just be something. Look, if the, if there's something or someone or the voice inside of you that's telling you all the reasons why you can't be or have the things you want, if you get really clear, get really, really clear on what that is and ask yourself truly, what are you willing to sacrifice to get rid of that? Yeah. What are you willing to sacrifice to get rid of that? Because what will happen is there's going to be either moments of pain or ultimate pain. You may go through certain things to leave a relationship right now, to get around different people right now, to overcome and face off with all the, the deep shit that might come out for you to face and overcome all that to become who you really need to become. There might be moments of that pain and you're either going to choose to go through moments of that or you'll be left with the pain of regret and you'll be left with the pain of seeing all the things that you could have done, should have done, could have created, the impact you could have had and what those people around you could have done after you, you will literally witness the ripple effect that you didn't execute on at your deathbed. And for me, that is more painful than anything else. Yeah, I can't uh, echo that loud enough. Morgan, thanks so much, my friend. Um, Thank you. It's been so good getting to know you on the podcast and uh, looking forward to coming to the event, mate. We'll be pumped and um, it's going to be awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. We'll sign out from here. Boom. Boom, yeah. That was so good, mate. That was so good. That was the end of another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe as this will help me get my message out to more people. If you've heard anything today that has resonated with you, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, at Nath Cartledge. All the other ways to contact me will be in the show notes. I'd love to chat and hear your thoughts. Can't wait to Conflab next week.